Hey kids, this episode of Retrotopia is brought to you by Log. It's big, it's heavy, it's wood. Roll it down the stairs, have it as a snack. It even fits on your back. And introducing Log for Girls. Give your log a makeover just in time for tea. Why, it's even more fun than a boring old doll. Log from Blamo. Welcome to episode of five of Retrotopia. My name is Sam, one of your hosts, and we thank the wonderful folks at Blamo for their support. Not <laughs> some ways you can follow us uh, if you want to write to the show. We're at Retrotopia Podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Retrotopia Pod or join our Discord with the link in the description. So this week on the show, we're talking about Ren and Stimpy, Stimpy's invention for the Sega Genesis and Mega Drive. And with me each and every week is the Stimpy to my Ren, Brian. How are you, buddy? Oh, my God. Not. <laughs> I, I just got like flashbacks to Wayne World there. <laughs> just Well, they're not actually. We have to we have to disclaimer because because Blamo uh, did not did not sponsor the show. Of course not. Uh, they can't sponsor anything anymore. I, I don't even know if they still exist. I don't think it was real. I think it was just, you know, the they, they created log and log for girls. As you heard. Oh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I'm doing great, Sam. Like, um, you know, it's been Black Friday when this is being recorded. So it's going to be about a week out after it gets released. And uh, I got myself a new video game system. I saw that. It looks beautiful. How's it? Yeah, how's it, it running is for you? the Asus Republic of Gamers Ally handheld, handheld, handheld Windows video game system kind of like a steam deck except for you can use other stuff that's awesome that's a mouthful that's a lot yeah, of, pretty that's much. a lot of words in that title <laughs> it is and it's a classic aces right you know just throw words at the screen and uh see what sticks what'd you, but, pl- uh, what'd you play on it's, it's been called? great it's uh it's comfortable it handles like a uh portable xbox there because i got game pass so i i, I put Ooh. game pass on it then tried a few games just to test out the uh guess the graphical limitations on it and i i tried uh ghost uh what's it called of course i'm drawing a blank right now um, oh yeah because i was gonna ask what you're what you're playing was it like what? one of the tom clancy like ghost oh ghost it's that one from bethesda the not tokyo ghouls or is it tokyo ghost of Sushi oh man i could just literally turn to my left and look but i'm not gonna do that because that's that's like so lame Anyways, yeah, so it's a fairly current game, and I'm running it at full graphical settings, and it's just, you know, silky smooth. Anyways, all right. Well then, I'm. Whoops, that sound was uh, me breaking absolutely everything in my room. As long as long as you don't break your new like uh, your new Whizbang portable video gaming device. (laughs) Well, I I just picked it up because I go Tokyo Ghouls. Fuck it. Oh man, this is embarrassing. I, I think I might force you to restart this, or not really. <laughs> cut, I, like, cut. I'm, like last episode, and I was trying to figure out the uh, uh, the Twitter handle there, and like I'm sitting here trying to get this thing to boot up, and you know it's fairly quick. But well, here I'll I'll get, I'll get into a little bit of what I'm playing while you while you yeah, find you do uh, that, yeah, Tokyo. because I'm just basically just talking nonsense while right you now. Talk, yeah, while you find Tokyo Drift Ghouls or whatever. Ghostwire Tokyo. 
Ghostwire Tokyo. All right. <laughs> Jesus, you're close. <laughs> Tokyo Ghouls is an anime, and I know that. And I knew every time I said it over and over and over again, I knew I was wrong. But Ghostwire Tokyo by Bethesda played it at full graphical settings with everything just turned up to the 10, and if, it ran silky smooth. If Super Dave is listening, he's like screaming at his phone. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> he just did this like silky smooth episode on the 10 year run of um, attack, attack on titan yeah. and i was listening to it today and i'm just like in complete awe of his ability <laughs> to just talk and we get in here and we're like Durr. <laughs> and then there's a video game that did the stuff uh, anyways well, long story short is graphics yeah i guess well we are talking about uh a couple of idiots here this week with ren and stimpy so it fits um it does what else are you playing this week uh anything else you got running on that fancy machine of yours well i put retro arch on there and um uh well next week we're we're going to attempt to finish battle toads in time yes <laughs> you know if we can get past the speed bike level yeah but, uh, we'll see <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're we're aiming for Battletoads. I've been starting that, and of course, I can't make it past the speed bike level anymore. That's just ludicrous. Uh, there's not even cheats, so I can be like invulnerable for the entire thing. So I just got to get good. Yeah, but that's, that's pretty much what I've been playing since I finished Super Mario RPG. Awesome. Well, um, I myself have also been playing Super Mario RPG, but since I never played it in its original form, I'm playing the original first. Uh, I'm almost done. I'm getting towards the end. I have six out of seven stars. So I'm on the home stretch. You had a bit of a situation today, too. Yeah, I was not happy with with part of it today. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you you. um, How do I put this in a polite way? You died. Yeah, I, 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 honestly, yeah. it's something I've never had happen to me in Super Mario RPG. Oh, yeah, I died. <laughs> yeah, like, all the way died. <laughs> like, it's not an impossible game to begin with, unless you're, of course, you're fighting like the, uh, the super bosses. But uh, right No, it just when you wrote back to me and you told me where you were, which is uh, fairly close to the end of the game, I was just yeah. like, oh, Jesus. So I remember yeah. doing that, that same fight with the Axum Rangers there, and I had very little problems it was it was tough i had to change my strategy up uh a time or two but it's fine yeah it i just, got past uh, it it's my first time playing it so i wasn't i also wasn't sure what to expect it's probably one of those things where if i'd played it as a kid i probably wouldn't have any oh yeah because now. for some reason as you get older old video games become like 10 times harder yeah yeah i'm finding that uh, <laughs> um and then i'm also playing uh I picked Shining Force back up. I had put it down a little bit uh, for for a bit, but I, I picked that back up and played it over Thanksgiving uh, weekend here, and, and that's been quite a bit of fun. Oh, it's, um, a, it's a game I definitely want to get into. There's a, a lot of RPGs on Sega there that I kind of overlook, kind of like how you missed some of the ones on Super Nintendo, and I think, uh, I think we really got to challenge each other on these ones. Yeah, we can pass some. We can pass some RPGs back and forth. Uh, yeah, it'll be good. There's a lot of episode fodder there. Oh yeah, there'll definitely be some fights to be had. All World right. War three. Anything else going on, or should we get into this? Uh, should we get into Stimpy's invention here? Let's get into Stimpy's invention because um, 
I got some stuff to say. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. All right. So let's get into the 1993 Sega title, Stimpy's Invention. Ren and Stimpy, Stimpy's Invention is a 1993 action platformer for the Sega Genesis and Mega Drive developed by Blue Sky Studios. We're known for such games as Jurassic Park, the Vectorman series, and World Series Baseball. Stimpy's Invention was the third of seven video games based on the Ren and Stimpy show that were produced between 1993 and 1995. In the game, Stimpy has created a machine called the Mutate-O-Matic that can turn household garbage into delicious ham. But the machine has gone haywire and exploded, flinging parts all over town. It is Ren and Stimpy's job to team up and retrieve the parts from various familiar locations across town. Only after gathering the parts and reassembling the machine can our heroes finally turn off their crazy contraption. Players can choose to play as either Ren or Stimpy, team up, and use their abilities to move through the levels. Graphics and sound contain many references pulled from the show, which was entertaining its third season at the time the game was released. It can be played as a single player game, but the team up ability suggests that it was meant to be played as a co-op. Reviews can be difficult to find, but one Electronic Gaming Monthly review said the game was more aggravating than fun in the two-player mode. Okay, thanks Brian. So the concept of Stimpy's invention is, is kind of loosely based on a season one episode of Ren and Stimpy um, entitled Black Hole Stimpy's Invention. So Black Hole slash Stimpy's Invention, because um, back in those days, and I don't, I don't know, I don't watch a lot of current cartoons, but if you recall, some of those shows would have like two part episodes where there would be one, one short cartoon before the commercial break and then one after kind of like how SpongeBob SquarePants is formatted for like a modern example. Yeah, the old 15 minute cartoon. Yes. Uh, Or like little, little 10 minute segments. And they also had like a lot of little mini segments in between like those fake commercials, like the, the log commercial or um, I don't know if they ever did powdered toast commercials. I can't remember, but like all just different kinds of goofy ass products and stuff. So, um, but the invention in the show uh, is a bit different. The invention in the show is a, a happy helmet for Ren. So it's a show that, or it's a, it's a helmet that, that Ren wears that basically makes him happy um, um, outside of his will. So like he's, yeah, he's, if you've uh, never seen the show, yeah. you got to know that Ren is always like super grumpy and Stimpy is like overly happy. Yeah. And I didn't always quite grasp this as a kid. I just thought they looked like goofy cartoon characters, but Stimpy is a cat. And Ren is a Chihuahua, so that's the. Oh, seriously? Yeah, Ren's a Chihuahua. <laughs> I never figured that out. <laughs> kind of why he's an asshole. Sorry, Chihuahua. You yeah, know what I mean. Though. If you have a now, Chihuahua, Chihu- you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I've never met a Chihuahua that was nice. Yeah, I mean they can be nice. They're just feisty. No, they're they're not nice ever. <laughs> Chihuahuas are pure assholes stuffed in a tiny dog. Uh, so, so I guess the difference here. Um, with the invention, just going back to the invention, the the invention in the game is uh, a machine that turns garbage into food, uh, as you heard in the in the brief um, kind of introduction. And then, uh, but the parts of the invention that you see in that episode make an appearance in the game, which I always found kind of fun. So um, we'll we'll get into that when we talk about like the different levels and what you collect in each level. 
Um, yeah, and this is the second episode where a uh, TV show is translated into a video game. So, right, got a theme. We've got a theme going, but maybe week. not. <laughs> this might be the last one of these for a bit because these games tend to be. Yeah, uh, quite because frustrating. you you, uh, <laughs> you basically challenged me to play this because I I challenged you to play Lion King and. Long story <laughs> short is we are even. Which one's worse? Let's find out. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. So in the game, you control uh, Ren and Stimpy or like Ren or Stimpy. But in the game, they're they're kind of um, walking alongside of each other. You'll primarily control either Ren or Stimpy and you can press pause and kind of toggle between the two. Yeah. And you had to tell me that even though I read the uh, manual there <laughs> this time, you had to tell me that because I got stuck fairly early in the game. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, well, you got to do like whatever move that you know i think it was probably the the long it jump. was a jump move because yeah. i was in the freezer there and i couldn't get to the next platform you're like oh yeah you can squeeze them and you'll jump up higher and i'm like what the fuck are you talking yeah, about that, that's why he's standing there by you it's he's not tails <laughs> <They do Yeah. stuff. laughs> but the problem was like um and this comes down to the controls for me is the secondary character always tends to fall off the edge of the platform or is like gone or outside of your range and yeah um, you don't get the the move if he's not close enough there. So you have to like jump and then maneuver so that he comes right up beside you so you can actually use that special maneuver. Right. Um, so, sorry about that. Uh, so you would need to um, basically. Holy Jesus, buddy. Mr. Yeah, Popular. sorry. Sorry, my, my daughter's saying uh, she's got a new, geez, Louise. She's got a new <laughs> name for, for one of my dogs. Uh, Italian for potato. I'll have to read that later. Is it <laughs> interrupting like cow? A, he does look like a potato. Potato. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so yeah, let's get into these moves because there's there's very specific uh, abilities that Ren and Stimpy have when they're standing together, and you need them to progress through the game. Um, the, the first one being, it's called horseplay when you're. Uh, when you're Ren and pole vaulter when you're Stimpy. Um, so it allows Ren and Stimpy to do a long jump. And the, the and animation basically is like Stimpy will use Ren as a pole vaulting pole or Stimpy will, Ren will jump on Stimpy and like ride him across a, a long I jump. found out that one by accident in the uh, zoo level there because the water in that level kills you, but we'll get into that later. So yes, it was uh, one of those things where I'm not using a Sega controller because I had to emulate this. Me too. So the three buttons on, if I was playing on my computer, or was I playing on the handheld system? Yes. The button layout actually changed on both of them. So I had to kind of reinvent my brain to play the game. And the pole vaulter, like the horseplay jumping thing actually was an accident uh, for me. And once I learned it, it changed how the game played. Yeah, hundred percent. It's it's and necessary realized, in the, in certain port in certain parts. Yeah, I realized after that I have to actually pay attention to the different buttons and what I can do. Yeah. Um, and like what direction, you know, some of them were like direction pad uh, reliant, like this next one, uh, the hard hat or the digger. So Ren and Stimpy can actually dig through certain points in the ground. Um, yeah. And it's certain levels have it. Points. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a part in the freezer uh, where there's like ice cubes, kind of like the, the game don't break the ice where there's like a bunch of ice cubes kind of bunched together uh, and you dig through them. Um, so 
uh, Ren will, I think, r- like ride Stimpy like a jackhammer and like use him as a as a jackhammer. And then uh, Stimpy will pick up Ren and use him as a shovel. Yeah. <laughs> the animations I mean, are fun. <laughs> it, it is fun. But that's one thing I kind of uh, thought they missed out on is they could have given an ability to one specific character. That way you had to switch back and forth. But you can finish this game with just one character. You can. Um, I did find myself. We'll, we'll get it. Yeah, we. I did find myself switching at certain times because uh, this, uh, like, like especially this next one, the, there was the paramedic or the boomerang chalker, and that's a distance attack. So with the paramedic, Ren will stand behind Stimpy and like give him the Heimlich maneuver, and then he'll like shoot a hairball. Um, and the boomerang chalker. Stimpy will pick up Ren and he's a boomerang and he'll throw him across the screen and then Ren comes back. But I found sometimes that you would you would throw him and if there were platforms kind of in front and a little bit above of where you were throwing, he'd go across up the, you know, across the platform and then skip up and around and you could actually hit enemies up high. So I found the boomerang chalker to be a more useful uh, attack than the paramedic. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I, I never found any difference between the two. Like I tried them both out and the boomerang never actually hit anything. So, yeah. And the the thing is, if you throw Ren as a boomerang, he can get hurt when he's out at the, you know, if he happens to kind of land, it's, I don't know if it's like a glitch or a flaw in the, in the design probably, but like I found that I could throw Ren out and then he wouldn't come back, which kind of stinks because all of Stimpy's attacks kind of rely on throwing Ren in some fashion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the next one I got is the uh, the pitcher or the ball tosser, and that's an upward attack for flying enemies. So basically, uh, Ren will pop Stimpy's nose off and throw it in the air in kind of a parabolic arc. And then the same for Stimpy, but he'll just pick up Ren and heave him in the air. And that's where like you can lose Ren because if you throw him in an arc and then he lands somewhere where there's an enemy, he can get hit or fall off um, a platform away from you. And you might only get like one shot to toss him up in the air and hit something. Yeah, that attack I found by accident once and I never used again. Yeah, the only thing it's useful for is... Um, those birds that fly back and forth on the top of the screen and like drop eggs on you. And that's pretty much it. Which is um, funny because I mean, how many birds produce that many eggs that fast? Yeah. I'm sure it's probably supposed to be poop, but maybe that was like one, one call. They were like, all right, this is, you know, gross. Okay. Out yeah. You enough. can do a lot of gross stuff in yeah. this game, but if somebody's going to shit on somebody, that's going to be in the second corporate office. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where they drew I the line. Say that. Um, and then you have uh, a downward attack called the bowler or the croquet player. And that's, um, I think I can't remember what, uh, so the croquet player is Stimpy's. I want to say someone uses like a croquet mallet and knocks the other one or, or part of the other one over. And then the bowler, I think Stimpy picks up Ren and just kind of like rolls him in a ball and, and throws him like a bowling ball. Um, I didn't find too much use for that um, except for like very specific parts of the game. And again, if you're throwing Ren down, he'll probably stay down where he lands, which kind of stinks. And then we get into a high jump, uh, which is the one that you were talking about in the freezer section where you have to jump a little higher. Yeah. This is the one you had to tell me about 
So I yeah. could actually progress through the game. So there's the it's called the Airman or the Chopper Pilot. And uh for the Airman, when you're Ren, you can squeeze Stimpy like a bag of air and he like kind of farts you yeah, upwards. He farts his way up. Yeah, it's like a squeal. It's not really a good fart it noise, but um and then the chopper pilot, Stimpy grabs Ren and, and like flips his ears like a helicopter, and then you go up that way. Um, and then the last one is completely useless, but it's in there just to, I guess, just for laughs, just the animation, but there's slap happy and bear hug. So um, uh, Stimpy will hug Ren and he'll just kind of burp. Uh, that's the bear hug. And then slap happy Ren slaps Stimpy and does the stupid idiot. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's where that comes from. Uh, or, you know, that's that, you know, little nod to the show. And I think they had to like incorporated in there somehow yeah and that oh man one thing i noticed through the game is i was playing a lot of ren and anytime he grabbed a an item there like uh that gave you points he would go happy happy, happy. yeah that's no that's stimpy uh because when ren would get him he'd go mine <laughs> okay sorry yeah so anyways one of them went happy all the time the other one went mine yeah that wore it, thin on me very, very quickly. Yeah, there's there's not that many sound bites. <laughs> no, I, I mean, they probably uh, exhausted like 0.1% of the uh, whole cartridge on sound. Yeah, it wasn't much. Uh, so you, you preferred, I think you, you're saying you prefer Ren? Would you? Oh, play I stuck with Ren? Ren because he's the default character you start with there. And I switched to Stimpy after you told me how to, and it just... I didn't see the point of it. So when I, I did my replays, because I only made it so far in my first one when we talked, I did my replays. They're just stuck with Ren. Yeah. Um, I think I mostly play with Ren, especially because I found the the airman where you're squeezing Stimpy and jumping up. Um, the chopper, it was a little bit sloppy. Like it would kind of it would kind of go back and forth a little bit where that airman kind of went straight up and down. And if you were just wanting to aim straight up, there are some, some pretty narrow uh, high jumps that you have to be pretty precise with. And I found that squeezing Stimpy was better than flapping Ren's ears. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, thinking of the show, Ren is always the one that makes Stimpy do all the stuff. Anyways, like Stimpy's the invulnerable immortal goofball true and yeah. Ren's just like the uh stressed out i don't want to say abuser but basically the stressed out uh, dickhead friend yeah yeah um he does and he slaps stimpy around he is abusive he, sta he slaps stimpy around quite a bit <laughs> they're friends but they're friends in that way that you know you obviously can obviously can tell there's a power dynamic there it's funny because like in the show like they they'll like sleep together in bed and like but ren will read stimpy bedtime stories or <laughs> Like, yeah, Ren, you know, he treats Stimpy like a child, and then Stimpy just likes being treated like a child. I mean, it's his kink. Yeah, it's like they're at, all at once, like, um, friends, roommates, like, child-parent relationship, but also, like, old married couple. It's like everything rolled into one. <laughs> yeah, it's just an absolutely uh, mishmash of absolutely every type of sexuality you can have shoved down your throat. And this is why basically kids of my generation are uh, more accepting of the current generation's gender norms. Yeah, there we my go. Opinion. Anyways, like when I was younger, this is the type of stuff we had thrown in our face. And nowadays it's just completely 
yeah, it's great. Like we get it. Thank you, Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> yes, exactly. Thank you for your over the top, ambiguous sexual, whatever you did to make me not a dickhead. <laughs> Mind you, I'm um, a dickhead in other aspects. I just want to like clarify that. So don't just, sit there and think uh, I'm not. Just, just not that. Just not that part. Yeah. yeah. I just, yeah, I have absolutely no problem with whatever uh, the gender norms of today are because. I've been going back to college and I've been learning a few things there and apparently I'm supposed to react in a way that they're not expecting. You're the, yeah, you're, you're the, uh, old man from community. Yeah, <laughs> you're, pretty you're much. Yeah, yeah, I'm the Pierce. <laughs> Mind you, he, I'm sorry he's a very accurate character. I, I kind of feel like that, you know, you go back and like, I know we're a little off topic here, but screw yeah. it. It's our podcast. That's yeah, fine. Well, you know, I'm going back to school there and everybody's around the 20 to 25 year old range. And uh, there's one young kid, 20 years old, who I've kind of latched on to now, like in a friendship sort of way. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, it, it's kind of, it's an eye opener to meet somebody who was not alive when 9-11 happened. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, and he sees the world in a complete completely different way than I do. And like just talking to him just opens my eyes to things I never thought of. Yeah. It was like, Hey kid, there was a time when we didn't have to worry about stuff once Yeah, I could cross the border <laughs> with my license there. And then I'd go down to the States for a day trip and it would be like, Oh, Hey, welcome to the United States. You're from Canada. Oh, we're sorry. Right. Nowadays it's like, Oh, we're going to have to stick a finger up your bum to go down to the United States. And I'm like, okay, I accept that. But can you do it twice, please? Yeah. <laughs> or can you save one until I get to my destination for whoever yeah, I'm visiting? Can you there? kiss me in the softly on the neck and tell me I'm pretty while you do it? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got you way off topic. So yeah, I'm we did. Get That's okay, here. though. Let's get back to. So the other, um, just I had one more uh, difference or one more preference for Ren versus Stimpy. I'd actually flip to Stimpy for any long jumps because that pole vaulter. Uh, I, I found was a little bit more of a concise um, jump than the, the horseplay one. Cause when, when Ren jumps on Stimpy's back, he seems to kind of move forward a little bit. Cause the, the Sprite for Stimpy is so big. Um, I found that one a little bit harder to land where I wanted it to. Oh, I, uh, so I, actually... I, I stuck with uh, jumping on Stimpy's back there. Cause like yeah. I said, at that point I was done switching. That one kind of felt like a little bit more of a of a loose cannon of a move, so I I'd flip back to, um, I'd flip back to Stimpy, uh, for that one. And then, yeah, last thing is if you lose your partner, we talked about that. Like they have to be standing right next to each other to use any of these special moves. Otherwise, they've got like a really simple set of just single moves. Like, oh yeah, um, like Ren uses a fly swatter. Yeah, and then Stimpy has like a, a towel. He snaps a towel for his attack. But that's like basically the only thing they can do aside from jump if they're alone. Um, if you lose your partner down to the bottom of the screen or if you fall into a pit, uh, Powdered Toast Man flies you back up, which is awesome. See, I was going like, to ask you what his name was because I couldn't remember. Yeah, it's, it's been powder- so long since I've seen Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, Powdered Toast Man. I think like the and they kept it in the game too. Like his his signature move is like he's flying, but he flies backwards. So you um, never notice that, but at the same time, on the first level, if you, your character, you're controlling, falls down one of the cracks, Powder Toast Man will actually fly you back up, so it's not instant death. 
right there is no uh there is no falling death in the game um i think this is like i read through the manual i i it's kind of hard to find any information on this game or the manual i had to dig for it but um the when you fall into a hole you don't you're not penalized if your little partner falls in the hole and then he brings him back up but if you fall in the hole he'll fly you back up and put you on the platform you fell from but he'll take a little bit of health um if you are down to like just a little sliver of health I think they just don't take any from you. So they'll only take it to a certain point and you can't die by falling in a hole. Oh, okay. So yeah, I never got to that point, but uh, I figured after you just, you would lose a little slice of health every time you fell. And then if you were on that last slice of health, it would finally just like kill. Yeah. You. I don't, I don't think it takes it from you, but honestly, like falling into the holes is probably like the least of your concerns. Cause yeah, it's we'll, like noob shit, man. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about some of these levels. Cause some of them get pretty, <laughs> pretty crazy. Um, the first one is not too difficult. Um, it's the neighborhood. Uh, so you're just like right in Ren and Stimpy's home neighborhood. Now um, you, you say yeah. it's not too difficult, but right at the beginning, you have these flamingos just oh, like absolutely the... going stupid. Like their, their heads are flailing down. Yes. And yeah. I couldn't hit them to stop them. It's just one of those things you have to jump between them and I can never get it. So I'd be half a health bar down by the time I got to like the first quarter of the level. Yeah, this is the first of a few um, places in the game where you go into it with as much health as you. Well, it's it's basically the first obstacle of the game, but um, this in another spot is basically I just try my best to maybe avoid what I can, but otherwise I'm just trying to get through it as fast as possible to try to minimize the amount of times I get hit. There's like really no good way to avoid these. Oh, once I got past the flamingos, there it was just uh, taking out the lawnmowers pretty much, and you're good to go. So. Yeah, those were easy. Um, and then you get into Mr. Horse's house. And um, he's standing by the door. I noticed that to, on today's play uh, playthrough. He's at the beginning of the level. He's standing yeah. holding the door open. Yes. <laughs> that that actually, that sprite or that animation in the background looks pretty funny. Um, and those little things that you're destroying. So you're you're walking through his kitchen and there's a there's a, a countertop and, and then the floor and, and there's a lot of items you can collect just for points. The The items really don't do much for you except for the powdered toast which gives you a little bit of health back um so on your way to the freezer there's like these little green cabbages that are bouncing across the screen and it's pretty easy to get in um then you go into the freezer so like the fridge door is open you hop on the counter and you go up into mr horse's freezer yeah Um, that's where i had my first set of problems yes (laughs) because in the freezer there's obviously just just like a refrigerator or freezer there's like different um uh, shelves that you have to jump up on and some of them are too high for your standard jumps that's where you have to use the airman or the chopper to get up and there's there's some pretty funny these are the the first of the funny enemies to me because the the eyeballs are ice cream um and then when you when you kill them they scream (laughs) Yeah, and then the chickens are chicken pot pie. Yeah, there's a chicken pot pie. And these are the only, um, I think these are the only enemies in the game that really uh, regenerate because you'll kill a chicken and then another, like a blue complete frozen chicken will come out of the chicken pot pie and start walking around. Yeah. <laughs> and that just kind of um, gets you to hurry up. Yes. And then you get down to a, a couple spots where you have to dig while these walruses are like 
belly flopping, which and they're dicks because you can't yeah. just sit there because it looks like he's going to clear you, but if you hit get hit with a pixel, yes, you, you get hit, and so you have to make sure you actually avoid them. Yeah, this is the this is a part that I I struggled with a lot as a kid until I finally figured out how to be good enough at it to to get through it. But um, running underneath, you have to kind of prioritize running underneath the walrus when it's at its apex and they jump up off the screen. So it can be kind of hard to see where it's going to come down. That, that that's takes a bit to get the hang of. Um, but you get the beaver power is the first piece. So it's like a, it's just a beaver. It's a beaver. <laughs> like, so that's the first piece of Stimpy's invention is a beaver. <laughs> yeah. And at the end of the level, it tallies up the points and it shows that you got the beaver and, Yep. Little did I know there's a password at the bottom of the screen and you kept telling me use the password and I did not know what you're talking about because it just blends in very well. It does. Yeah, but there's passwords. I'm sure like if anyone wants to play this game, unfortunately, it's not really available anywhere unless you can snag a a copy if you're lucky (laughs) enough to own a second Genesis or or (laughs) emulate, um, (laughs) which is what I did. Um, Just don't tell Nintendo because even though it's a Sega game, Nintendo will still sue you. Right. Yeah. It's not even your game. Relax. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then so you get the beaver, you go to the zoo. Um, (laughs) The zoo fucking sucks. (laughs) I have nothing nice to say. Like, this is actually the point where I was going to say, Sam, you're doing it. You're on your own this week. (laughs) I played the zoo so friggin much because I didn't know about the. um, Uh. The leap forward, the uh, what's that yep. move called? Uh, the uh, the horse play or the pole vaulter, those are the yeah, yeah. I didn't know about yeah. that stuff, so I was trying to make these jumps. And when you land in the water, it hurts you because you know, water is dangerous, yeah, it sure is. Um, so yeah, I, I think I sent you a few messages telling you to why the fuck did you pick this game, yeah. <laughs> and of course, I'm the one that swears all the time, so I'm gonna say it this game. fucking was brutal at this point yeah it really is this is the worst part of the game uh so there are hippos that are uh you see like the side profile these hippos and the mouth is opening and closing and uh one thing i i told you again i i told you this you told me after i'd already played the game oh you should have hit them with one of those uh long shots (laughs) if you throw the boomerang or use like the little heimlich hawker thing and hit them with a distance attack the the um the hippos will close their eyes and shut their mouth for a little yeah, bit and so if you, can... you don't regardless of how you time it they'll open your mouth and you'll be hurt yes and then there's also like one of those like i don't know what you call those like those little martini birds you know what i'm talking the birds about. from the simpsons there where homer is like obese and he has yes. the bird hitting the y button so that he can uh, continue to work yes yeah uh, one of those that. Yes, uh, but they're on the on the side profile hippos backs and you can also hit those with a uh, I found that Ren's boomerang or Stimpy's like that's why I use Stimpy for this part because like I found the boomerang to be really useful for this. See in this you could just slap him with the uh, fly swatter. He just had to you know yeah. jump and hit him. Yeah, you basically hit it. It doesn't kill it, but it makes it stop pecking. So you can either time it and run under it or you can smack it and just. Yeah, and it. that was something that I learned again a little too late <laughs> right after you know the old gamer rage kicked in yeah um so then you, yeah there, there's some platforming there's also some um hippos that are facing the screen so it's just their heads and you you have to jump from head to head 
and they'll uh if you stand on one too long it'll go under the water and then you get hurt by the water obviously and there's there's a couple long jumps thrown in there a couple more side profile hippos and then you get oh, out can of I the, tell can I can I say this part because this is my favorite oh yeah absolutely I was gonna kick it to you actually <laughs> yeah the goddamn friggin giraffes so there is eight giraffe heads and they are coming down at a speed you can't just walk by. Did you yep. know there's a running option in this game? Because I didn't. Oh, yeah. You can hold the, um, I think it's one of the action buttons. Uh, yeah, whatever button it is, it doesn't matter. It's just one of the buttons there. You just got to get good. And I didn't know you could actually run in this game. So I, I figured out the puzzle pretty quickly. The, the heads are coming down fairly quick. So you got to get in between them and let them happen. But... They're coming down so fast you can't just walk. Yes. Of course, this game's this game's gonna make this part like pixel perfect. So when you did learn about the run, if you overshot it, you get hit again. So the whole thing was to get through without dying. Now the hippo part would knock about 90% of my health off. Yeah. So when I had to get through the giraffes, I'd make it to number eight, and he would always just hit me with that last pickle. Or a pixel, sorry, pickle. Uh, that was a little, <laughs> Why do little I have pickle the on there? The line there? <laughs> uh, shout out to pickle. Hey, Anyways, pickle. so <laughs> that last pic- pixel would hit me, and then I'd end up having to go through the whole level again. And I could yeah. never make it through the hippo because I didn't know about shooting him and closing his mouth. So I'd lose my health there. Yeah. And for the longest time, up until actually today, I couldn't make it past the zoo level because of the friggin' giraffes. Yeah. My, my tactic. Uh, even as a kid, like my tactic was like to get through the hippos with just enough health to just sprint through and just hope that I may get through all the traps. <laughs> oh, geez. Like, it, it's just, oh, God, it was so frustrating. Like, not many times in video game history have I hit a point where I have literally called a game absolutely unplayable, and this was the point I was at, at You're this game. So close. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, uh, it's just like, well, there's no way to make it. There's no way to do this. And then I started the level again on my uh, final try or not on my final try, but one try. And then I was holding a button still out of anger. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, uh, Ren was running. I'm like, you can run in this frigging game. This oh, changes no. everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. so luckily you um, get, if you can get past the giraffes, there is a can of powdered toast right before you enter the monkey house. And it gives you like maybe a, quarter of your health bar yeah it gives you a little health back and then you know you get into the monkey house and that's a whole new friggin uh, frustration yeah the so there's like little monkeys running around that you can actually kill well i mean i mean whatever you you make you get them off the screen you can actually you can kill them i mean they're they're baby monkeys but they're cartoons so you're killing them um and then there's like big monkeys that are sitting at various points and they're they're throwing bananas up and over and those are also um, much like the hippos and the, those little like drink birds, uh, you can stop them by hitting them with an attack. So if you can manage to, you know, I, this is another one where as Stimpy, I could throw a wren and like the hitbox of the boomerang kind of went up and down, um, a little bit more than Stimpy's little hairball did. So I, I was finding that I could hit uh, monkeys above me and in front of me if I was using the boomerang. Yeah, and this was, for me, it was just trial and error. Right. And you got to climb and uh, do some platforming to kind of get through this area while avoiding all these bananas and monkeys. And um, 
and then you get to the uh then you get to the aviary <laughs> which also sucks <laughs> yeah this this one i didn't have a huge amount of problems but i'm gonna say that if you get yourself into a position where you bump off at two to three things there you're kind of in it for a, like a minute just to get yourself back write it up and you yeah. bounce off your partner yes you, your partner can actually get in your way which really sucks because it's just if you're not playing this two-player which um i don't know why you would because i i think it would be supremely frustrating as a two-player game oh this ends families yeah or, or yeah families friendships <laughs> yeah uh just uh the ai for you know if if you're ai that's, the, a, that's a cute term well i mean like the just like <laughs> whatever your whatever your um computer your cpu partner is doing is just getting in your way in this part so you have to yeah and this one you start out the whole level and they pump them up into balloons and you're floating and you have to fart your way in the direction you want to go you can't even just like fall you have to fart down yes it yeah he just kind of floats there and stationary pretty much unless you point your character down and propel them down and the thing that um was pretty frustrating to this part was one of at least I would say like two or three most frustrating parts of the game for me. Um, when you're, if you get going with any speed, if you hit something, you'll get ricocheted back the exact opposite direction at that speed. So yeah. it can be really hard to um, correct yourself and you're bouncing yeah, all over hitting stuff and losing health. And if you hit something at an angle, you actually reflect at the opposite angle. Then you bounce off another wall and right into some uh, thorns. Yeah, there's thorns all through the path that you're supposed to be navigating through, plus birds that are kind of going through a cycle. Um, and those birds kind of, they're not erratic, but they're, they definitely, it takes a they're while to kind of understand their pattern, right? Yeah. Um, no, it, um, then you, you got to find the gauge and the gauge is kind of in a precariously narrow position there. Yes. It's tucked up into a corner where there's like two outcroppings of thorns that you have to really carefully navigate through. And there is powdered toast there, but um, you could very easily lose all the powdered toast health that you gain just getting yeah, this gauge. And and it's trying it's to get kind out. of an F you after finishing the level. Like uh, the beaver was right out in the open, just accidentally yeah. ran into him. This Actually, one here, you have to have a little bit of uh, skill to get. Yeah, I think this is the one that, as I'm looking through, I don't think any of the other ones are as difficult to actually access as this one. No, this um, was the most difficult of them all to get. Also, I think if you skip it and just progress through the screen and try to go to the end, it won't let you complete the level until you've gotten the gauge. Yeah, of course not. You have to get the machine uh, built. Right. But I mean, like you can't finish a level without without grabbing that item, which um, sucks. Uh, well, I mean, it sucks because you have to go. Yeah. You have to go. It's get the point it. of the game, Sam. Well, I know, but it's just it's in a shitty spot. God, <laughs> it's the, it's why do they make me save the princess every time in Mario? It's getting so old. No, but that gauge is in a in a shit spot. In yeah, a shit it's level. definitely. It's just, uh, they kind of uh, did it just to be a dick. And I think. Honest, if I'm being honest, the zoo is the hardest level of the game, and it's the second level. <laughs> it's it's the most frustrating. I'm not going to call it the hardest, because the hardest level, I think, is just coming up and 
that's in the next part. Oh, the the city. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, the the city. So once you complete the uh, once you complete the zoo, you you move on to the city, and you're you're kind of platforming on some window ledges and scaffolding, and you have to avoid enemies. So there's like there's more enemies in in the city, I think, than almost anywhere else in the game. Um, yeah, and this is the first time you run into an enemy that takes multiple hits, and that's the firefighter at the uh, um, fire hydrants. Yeah, and it can be hard. He spits, like, at intervals, they spit water at you from the fire hose, and you can you can jump over the water, but it comes at such frequent interval that it's hard to both jump, and I, if the fireman was facing me, I got hit with at least two. Yeah, you're... you're getting hit regardless like there's no way to avoid it you might as well just go and spam the attack button yeah so going up through this level i tried to position myself in such a way that i was aside from that first one which is unavoidable i would try to be positioning myself to come in behind the firemen and then you can hit them because they don't turn around it's just like a stationary sprite yeah and Um, yeah they're everywhere in the level too. Like they're on top of buildings where fire hydrants are notoriously always placed, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. The and one that's like up in the scaffolding. It's like, why yeah. is he there? <laughs> that was the other part, the scaffolding where they tried to make it. Um, I felt like they, they were attempting to do that thing in old cartoons from like the early 19th century or 20th century there. Yeah, where the character would walk from like a scaffolding onto the beam that's being lowered down there without missing a beat. But yeah, it's it's pretty um, pretty standard cartoon fare, I guess. Right? Yeah, but it just <laughs> turned into cheap platforming. It wasn't good, wasn't bad. It was just there. Yeah, and I didn't find this one too hard. Um, no, it- the hardest part actually was um, the parts where you're on the building trying to jump between the window ledges. Yeah. Um the little stimpy gargoyle or the Ren gargoyles would drip water. And that could be kind of a pain in the ass. Dripping water is probably the deadliest thing anybody's ever seen in their life. Yeah. So like the water dripping. One time I walked outside my house and there is like a light spritzling of rain there and it almost killed me. Did you, oh, you almost lost a life there. Oh yeah, absolutely. I (laughs) I had to eat some mushrooms to get a life back. Turned Um, it into a different type of night. (laughs) Um, uh, one, one good thing about this level, I'd say is, um, there's lots of items around either. You can pick them up for points. Uh, I think eventually if you get enough points, you'll get a life, but it takes a lot of points to get a life and there aren't that many items. I think I've only ever gained one life ever in this game by based on yeah. points. Uh, but there are a couple of jars of powdered toast just kind of sprinkled throughout which you'll need because, then once you complete like the kind of platforming level where you are going between the building and the scaffolding, you are on the tandem bicycle. And this is the hardest part of the game. I, I yeah. did this on my first try, but I'm going to recognize this as it was not something I could repeat twice. You beat it on the first try. Accidentally. God damn. <laughs> it was more reactionary than it was skill. Like it was absolutely at no point. What I did was. Like skill base. Oh, I know what I'm doing. I just kind of I realized that the car in front of me was going to wipe me out, so I had to jump on top of it. Then once I realized I could bounce off it, it was just uh, yeah, the hell that I could figure it out, and I managed to do it on my first try. Nice. Yeah the the first part of it, while it sucks, is not the hard part for me. Um, so you have to basically kind of there's a dog catcher 
in a van behind you that is approaching you from behind and will hurt you for quite a bit of health if it hits you from behind. And then there's like a Mr. Horse driving a car in front of you and it kind of varies its speed. So as you're like tapping the button to pedal and stay away from the car behind you, you can jump up over and kind of like Brian said, you can bounce on the car, which yeah, you bounce off him and that's the only way to avoid actually being hurt by the car. Yeah. If you get lucky, you can bounce through a significant part of the kind of like left to right initial portion of the tandem bike. Um, but otherwise, like if you end up jumping over it and, and the car goes behind or goes in front and passes you, um, yeah, then you miss the jump, you're getting hurt and you're getting hurt hard. Yeah. And you can, I've gotten parts where like I've gotten run throughs where I've been bouncing between the car in front and the truck behind and just getting wrecked. <laughs> um, but the, the downhill portion right after that, I thought oh, was more God. difficult with the potholes. Uh, you have to jump over these potholes while you're at like a, are they more than 45? I can angle. never tell. I was going so fast. I was like, yes. I was questioning it. Cause I, are they spikes? Are they potholes? With Yeah. I think they're potholes. Yeah, but it's like they're coming so fast and at such irregular intervals and and the the jump itself is not I don't think the most responsive. It's no. very difficult. So what I ended up doing I think to their credit they do put items up above that if you jump for the item you will kind of avoid the pothole, but it's all happening so fast that it doesn't make a difference. Yeah. Um like this I said, part I was with, very lucky to do this on my first try. Yeah, this is the by far one of the more one of the most difficult points in the and, game. And, and when I say I did it on my first try, I don't mean I did it without getting hit. I mean, I did it with the bare minimum health I could get out of. Right. And basically the only way that I do this is if I have enough health left over from the first part, it's basically kind of like my tactic with the giraffes is just to uh, get to the downhill portion with just a little over half of my health and then just kind of mash the jump button and hope, to get lucky enough to avoid all the potholes because I can't time it. It's just coming too fast. Oh, um, but then good. once you get to the bottom of, of the hill, uh, you get piece number three, which is the thingy. Uh, I think the thingy looks kind of, is that it's not the remote control, is it? Um, no, the thingy is kind of like a, a, a coil of some sort. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's again, it's happening so fast. You can't even tell where it is on the screen. They just place it in a place where you can't possibly miss it before you exit the level. Of course. Like, why would it be hard? Which if you have to do that, maybe your level is fucking broken. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am pretty sure it's kind of a reward after having like your ass handed to you for the last little bit. Yeah. Yeah, so so in that in in the city, the the bicycle offsets how relatively reasonable the the platforming is, I guess. So. Yeah, of course. Like, uh, oh man, that felt really easy. I'm going to sit there and uh, sit back and enjoy life, and it's like, oh hey, bicycle level, boom. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then we move on to the pound, uh, which uh, again, I don't know if you if you made it this far. You did because you beat the bike at least once. No, so. I made it up to the, uh, the next part, the beginning of the next part. Okay. Um, so this, this has, uh, some falling bricks and some hot coals for some reason. I don't know why there's hot coals in the middle of the pound, but basically you're at the pound. So presumably like the dog catcher finally caught up to you. Don't um, eat dog. You don't put hot coals down to flame or flambe those, uh, 
beagles of yours? No, I don't. That'd be horrible. <sighs> it's um, it tastes great. So you got some rabid dogs running back and forth and these bricks that are falling. You can kind of tell where the bricks are going to fall, but there's one part where it's pretty, pretty much you have to like sprint up to the edge and then long jump, which is not an easy feat in this game because it's the controls just are not built for stopping on a dime and doing a quick no, long It's jump. not very <laughs> precise. Um, And then the dog catcher is there um, and he's kind of like the fireman where he takes three hits. Um, I guess they kind of can. I looked in the manual. They consider the dog catcher a boss, which is weird. He's just kind of a standard ass enemy, but whatever. Yeah, I imagine anything that takes three hits in this game is considered a boss. Yeah, so you take him down and then um, you slide down a tunnel, which was not too bad. There's some spikes, but it's happening. Surprise. Uh, it's happening slow enough that you can actually avoid them pretty quick on this little slide down section. I found that probably oh, yeah. easy. Um, unlike the, uh, the bicycle level, unlike the bicycle level. Um, it was and more then, like the freezer level where you did that little bit of a slide down, except for they put spikes at the end. Yes. Um, it, but it, but it ended up kind of, he moves slower. I don't know why they move slower in this part. Oh, you're it not makes on ice. it so much more manageable. Yeah. You're not on ice, but, I don't think they're following any sort of logic <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> you mean the game doesn't follow logic? Jeez. <laughs> Especially <Boom>. this game. <laughs> goes my brain. Um, so then once you get down to the bottom, you have to platform up while avoiding these spike ball chains. You have to do like these combination um, high jump and get yourself over or crouch fast enough. Uh, this is where I found Stimpy's or like Ren's Ren squeezing Stimpy uh, because I, th I found that animation happened a little bit quicker and I could get myself to the platform and crouch before the ball came. Um, that was the only way I, I did not have too much problem with this portion, but I could see where it can be very challenging. Yeah. It, I don't know, standard level. And by this point, I was kind of numb to the whole concept <laughs> of the game. <laughs> like, um, it, it, there's nothing in this game that does anything really good. And there's nothing that kind of after you finish the first few levels that does anything new. Yeah, I'll, I'll see that point. It definitely does not. Uh, um, so after the after you platform up and avoid these spike balls, there is a boss battle of sorts with um, they're called oh. lump and loaf. And it's it's a wrestler that's continuously body slamming you. And I beat him by accident because I didn't know how to hit him. So I just right. kept avoiding him. And eventually you beat him. I didn't remember this from my, you know, originally having the game. So I must not have gotten this far as a kid. Um, but I did kind of remember vaguely the outdoors and the invention itself, which we'll get to. So I must have at some point, but, uh, I did notice on this playthrough that every time I would run up and under and kind of avoid the, the body slam, the clock up in the center of the screen would, would tick. You have to run under him 12 times to make, the I clock never go noticed that. I, like I said, I was just avoiding him because I couldn't hit him and I was trying right. to figure it out. And then eventually he died. Yeah, and and every time he hits the ground, that clock, the clock hand moves. Uh, what like one hash mark? So it's basically like a minute in the ring with this wrestler. <laughs> hmm. 
So he like when he hits the ground the last time, he just kind of goes, oh, and he just falls off the screen and the TV appears and you grab it. It kind of like not knowing what you just said, it kind of threw me off. I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the TV just appears and, and then that ends the level once he just suddenly dies. Yeah. So again, you get a piece for just whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then that takes you to the outdoors, uh, which yeah, is this, just like a fucking acid trip. <laughs> yeah, this is the level I kind of, um, this is what stopped me from finishing the game. Not because I wasn't willing to get past. I just kind of ran out of time with uh, my busy schedule. But first thing I noticed, the log is in the sky. Yeah, the logs are floating in the background. Uh, that's pretty fun. Uh, there's trees with eyeballs that drop tears, which of course hurt you um giant mosquitoes uh there's like you're kind of platforming across teeth but then there's missing teeth with little black holes and then like these little like snaky nerve endings like come up and try to hit you which is like just more of the gross out humor i guess and the um, classic ren and stimpy yeah and then there's like a there's like random thumbs sticking out of the ground and if you if if you walk up to them or run up to them they'll just flip up and and flip you into the air which can be really useful so the the thumbs are good actually yeah thumbs up to that thumbs up to that um so (laughs) yeah this this episode or this this um well actually i was gonna say that because the outdoors level is kind of taken from that the second half or the first half of that episode that i mentioned up top um black hole they end up yeah they end up in like this weird they're like they're lost in this weird dimension and it looks like how they design the outdoors level Hmm. um and then it's definitely a freaky level i mean like eyeballs on trees logs in the sky you're jumping on teeth uh you have black teeth there i mean this level does not fit any conventional norm it's very like and like the music in the background is kind of like uncomfortable sounding it's just it's friggin' weird. And then like the second part of the level, there's like random stimpy noses. Um, and those are some of the platforms you have to jump on, but there's a long nose hair that's hanging down. You have to climb the nose hairs up onto Stimpy's nose. Let's not make fun of people with long nose hairs. We all get old. Yeah, I know. I'll, I'll climb one <laughs> up to Canada at one of these points and visit you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I walked into that one. <laughs> um, and then the final part of this level is a, uh, um, is a flying bicycle where you avoid boulders and you try to collect them, um, or you try to collect the items that are just floating there. So like you're on a bicycle that as you pedal, you kind of, um, go forward and up or down based on what you're doing. And, and like items and boulders are just like, I don't know what's blowing up if it's like a geyser or something, but it'll just like like poof stuff up and and i just found this wasn't terribly challenging but i would just kind of take a hit or two and um get myself to the end and your past where i actually made it to gameplay wise i only watched this on a uh, playthrough video to see the last i thought it was going to be a lot longer than this but it was actually fairly short I, i was surprised how close to the end i was yeah the um uh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, it's just, it's just not a hard part. You it, should know this. It should. I mean, you'd think that after like the, the bicycle and the fricking, um, 
were there balloons like you'd think they'd come up with something like really crazy for the end of this level and they just didn't which i honestly i'm i'm relieved cuz there's there's i never had any problem with this i just kind of pedaled my way forward i maybe took a hit or two and uh and i got the gizmo i always expect a game to teach you in the early levels and challenge you in the late levels and no this one was like we're gonna yeah. do whatever the fuck whenever we want <laughs> the uh the bicycle level was so hard that in the way you're describing this it just seems like you're uh you're on uh automatic mode for the last bit yeah i just you just kind of power through it and you end the level it's not a big deal but then you get to the now you've got all five pieces of the uh of Stimpy's invention that have gone across the, you know, the, the neighborhood or the world or whatever. So now you've assembled the mutatomatic, and for some reason, Ren and Stimpy are tiny and have to crawl through it to, uh, to shut it off. Um, of you didn't play. Totally. Yeah. You watched a playthrough, but you didn't get this far. Did you No, this is going to be mostly you because yeah. you, you managed <laughs> to finish the game with your save states. I did. I used save states uh, to get this far. I think if I really tried, I could probably play it through. I think I, I a little muscle memory and kind of remember enough of the game. Yeah, that... and I think I could actually beat this game if I ended up having more time. But like I said, uh, life gets ahead of you and sometimes yeah, you have to sit back and just do what you can. Hey, it's not a, not a problem because this game, I would not. I, as I was playing it, I was like, it's one of those things where like your your eyes are bigger than your stomach if you're eating something like this is this game was like yeah let's play this game it's like whoa this game kind of sucks <laughs> and it's really hard to play <laughs> how many um, times is, like i'm gonna cut you off here how many yeah, times does that happen to you in your adult life where you remember a game being like it's such a nostalgic joy yeah and you like play it again and you're like why the f did i ever like this game well this this one happened to be like a game that i had and so i just i have fond memories just based on the time that I played it was just a carefree time, but this is not, well, you weren't uh, paying taxes back then. So yeah, now that it, like I have the stresses of adult life, like what the hell is this? And why did I put up with it? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. Like the older I get and I go back to these older games, the, uh, the more I realize that a lot of them were very poorly constructed. Yeah. Uh, this is one of them. This, this game is, is licensed schlock. Um, yeah, and I, I would like to go on record to say that I totally agree with that statement that this game is simply a mechanism to get more money to the Ren and Stimpy people. Yes. It is not good. Yes. Um, we can quickly go through the Mutatomatic because there's not a final boss or anything. It's just this level, and this level uh, sucks. Uh, there's the first part, which I think is as far as I ever got as a kid. Um, you have to ride these green bubbles up out of a test tube and this time around, cause I remember finding this so difficult because you, you basically stand on this bubble and you have a limited time before it starts wiggling and it pops and it'll drop you back down to the bottom. Um, if you're careful enough, as soon as it starts to wiggle, you can jump to another one, but the platforming is so imprecise that you, that can be a difficult tactic. Uh, I found actually that what worked was using Stimpy's high jump or like Ren and Stimpy's high jump. Uh, I'd squeeze Stimpy. I just keep like spamming the high jump and it would keep me in contact with the bubble um, so infrequently or like for such a small amount of time that the bubble never popped. 
So I just rode the same bubble all the way up by spamming high jump. Hmm. Um, and then That's I ended up at the top maneuver. of the test tube. Yeah. So then that, that part was actually not a problem once I figured that out. Uh, the next part is that you have to go down the antenna. And this is kind of the cool thing is that like each of these, um, each of these challenges or part of the platforming in the mutatomatic is you're platforming through all the pieces that you've been gathering. So I think the, the green bubbles in the test tube are like on the back of the beaver. Um, then you ride down the antenna. So the electricity goes down and you have to like jump down the little, um, ring platforms that are on the antenna while avoiding the electricity um below you and then another one starts above you so you kind of have to be careful and like jump down and over to to get down there so that one that one can be tough um and then there is uh some like curled up tangled christmas lights that you have to jump up and you can't jump on the christmas light while they're lit or you'll get hurt but if they're flashing there, it's kind of a warning that you yeah, can jump like on. They start flashing and they're, and it's like, you, you better get off of this thing quick. Yeah. And it's a combination of like regular short jumps and then needing a high jump. And this is where I got kind of frustrated because I would jump up a short jump and then like Stimpy wouldn't fucking follow me. And I would either have to like, uh, I would either get hurt or I'd have to jump that weight and jump back down and jump back up again and hope Stimpy would follow me. Um, and then sometimes he did. So that was not the worst, I guess, but like the, the two, um, two character mechanic here really worked against you. Um, so that sucked. Um, and then you get to that and then there's some bellows and candles and you can't jump over the flame of the candle, but there's a bellows. And if both characters stand on the bellows, it'll blow out the candle. And then and you, you have to use that stupid hop again. Do you really? I didn't. I just jumped over it. Well, the, the like I said, like I this at this point, I'm watching a video, and the guy would blow the candle out and use that um, the same lunge forward you'd use for the hippos. Oh shit! That probably would have been helpful. I basically just I held the run button, um, and I I stood on the the little bellows and blew the candle out, and then I would just sprint past and jump, and then it was like a little switchback course where I think there were probably like three or four candles, and you had to blow it out with both of you on the bellows and then run past and then flip back the other way, blow out the candle, run, blow out the candle, run, you know, that sort of thing. So that part wasn't too, too bad, but then you get down to the final part of the game, which is the power switches that you have to turn off. And this part really sucked because there, there is like a electric current that kind of periodically will move between pairs of the switches um, and you have to time it so that you're standing on this. You have to basically high jump to get onto the switch and then you have to carefully platform and lower these switches that slowly lower as you're standing on them while avoiding this like cycling little bolt of electricity. And, um, it took me a few tries to try to time it just right. Um, yeah. And it seems more like, a again, a watching video, it seemed more like a puzzle there of, uh, you push this switch down at this time, the next switch won't go all the way down because the electricity and you just have to figure out which combination you have to do. Yeah. So I, I don't know how they, how the playthrough video did it, but the, the way that worked for me is I, I ended up down in the switch room and I went all the way over to the left. Uh, it starts you out on the right side of the room, but I ran over to the left. And as soon as the 
bolt of electricity cleared that first one. I got up on the first one and wrote it down and then got the second one. But the third one, I actually had to, you have to deal with the electricity because the other switches, once you get them down, if you don't get them all down in time, the, the first one you did will come back up. And then the second one, you know, like they only stay down for a limited amount of time. So I did jump on the third one. And while the electricity was down on the bottom, I had to kind of hop on it to keep it up above and then ride it the rest of the way down and then get the fourth one. Um, if that and makes you any sense, to do it. you got to the end, right? I did. Yeah. If that makes any sense, you have to like feather the third one and then get the fourth one. Or else, like you'll get hurt and fall off, and then they'll start coming back Restart up. Restart the you, whole thing, all and over. then you just get so frustrated that you can't think straight. <laughs> yeah, and once you get frustrated in this game, this is where the game shines. Is it just throws you off your game, and you just say "fuck it." A hundred percent. And that's the end. Happy, happy, joy, joy. And that's a song that actually plays at the end, but it doesn't sound like it. Yeah, it kind of doesn't. The, the no, this, and. The sound that, that, I'm looking at your notes here, and that leads us right into music and sound effects. Yeah, what did you think? Uh, I thought some of the some of the sound effects were fun because I knew that they were lifted from the show, but they were so repetitive that I just didn't care. Yeah, and that was a big problem. And the music is actually one thing I know about Sega is they actually had a better sound chip than the Super Nintendo, and this game was kind of disappointing in the fact that. The music they turned into MIDI files there or 8-bit or 16-bit music just wasn't good. Yeah, the only ones I really liked um, were <laughs> when you flip it on and like the log, marching band log. Yeah, like the unskippable Sega, letters Sega scene. Yeah, <laughs> the little the little Sega graphic that comes up with, with log and then it plays the log theme. I liked yeah, that one. If you're trying to see if your controller works... Wait until that logo fucking finishes, because I swear to God, it will just drive you nuts. Because, <laughs> yeah, you're like you're hitting start and every button's like my controller's goddamn not synced up to the stupid thing in there. And then all of a sudden it finishes and you realize that, you know, it was all just a ruse. Yeah. Didn't you say you had like some button mapped to like one of the shoulder? <laughs> yeah. When I. I I ran it on my computer. I have the 8-Bit Do Pro 2, and yeah. the start button was mapped to the shoulder button. And then yeah. the three uh, Sega buttons were mapped. Uh, one was the uh, left uh, bumper, and the <laughs> other two was the A and B button, and I had to kind of figure out how to work that out. And then I decided to jump onto a different system, which was my uh, Vita, which is uh, jailbreak or jailbroke to have retro arch on it and the controls were different like the buttons were completely different then i bought that new system i talked about at the beginning of the episode yeah and the buttons were different on that but on oddly enough the uh the asus uh, system i bought is actually the best one to use i just had to retrain myself of which button did what oh man that would mess me up because because oh, i yeah. played this game as a kid i had a little bit of muscle memory of like which which of the a b and c buttons did what <laughs> oh yeah and when i play super nintendo games i have a super nintendo controller from the classic mini that i can hook into my computer if i really want to or i put the rom right on the classic mini and muscle memory just kicks right in. i get yeah, where coming. that's how you do it what about graphics what do you think about the graphics 
They were so-so. This is definitely a game that was uh, capitalizing off the popularity of a uh, TV show. There is nothing special. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we just talked about South Park last week and how how fucking amazing that looked with just like the fact that it just looked like an episode. But this yeah. one, um, it was it was fine. I liked some of the fun things in the background that uh, were pulled from the show. You know, some of the enemies were pulled from the show, like the dog catcher and the, the fireman. Um, yeah, and it definitely pays homage to the show. It just. Yeah. It doesn't go above and beyond like it's a standard of its time 16 bit game. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty standard ass licensed Sega game, but I I do have the nostalgic feelings for Ren and Stimpy. So oh, uh, that was... I absolutely get you like Ren and yeah. Stimpy. The TV show is just phenomenal. And then like everything else of this era, this is just a tie in game to you know get money off the popularity. Yeah, pretty much just a just a cash grab. But uh, yeah. Yeah, so nothing special. So how would you rate this game then out of 10? Are we going to do out of the 10? Or are we going to actually start our new tier list? We could do both. Why don't we do both? Let's, All let's... right, we'll do both. And uh, yeah, I'm, this game's not going to get a high high one out of me. This is going to be like a 2 out of 10. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I gave Lion King, isn't it? <laughs> uh, pretty much. You, you, yeah. yeah, you hated Lion King. This game, I just absolutely have no... No nice things to say about it. Like if you handed yeah. me this game and say, here's a friggin' gift, it would go right into the garbage while I looked you in the eyes. The only, uh, I did get this game for a gift and I loved it. <laughs> I think I got it for my birthday or something when I was a kid. Yeah, but um, you were a kid. When you get a video game as a kid, that's different than when you're an adult, right? Like we're looking yeah, I, back at these things from a completely different perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd say, I hate because I feel like such a hypocrite. Can can I go half points? I almost give it like two and a half just to give it like that half point bump because I have be nostalgia for it. What's that? Just to be better than me? No, just because I have like nostalgia for it. Like and we we can do half points. We like can it's do a, quarter it's points a bad if we want. Game. It's our podcast. Yeah, it's a bad game, but god damn it, it's my bad game. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so let's let's introduce the tier list. So um we're we're gonna start uh rating these games on a tier list and then we can kind of post into our socials or in our discord and then you can see you know if you're following along with the show and, and listening to the episodes you can see where where the games that we reviewed fall in our tier list yeah, so we've got like s a b c we're in episode know, five right now list. and uh, me and you discussed this and we we kind of had a little bit of a back and forth over where games belong and i think i've uh accurately captured where we agreed upon so yeah going over the full episodes uh the first one rock and roll racing we agreed it was a c-tier game right yep yeah and that makes sense and then we did act razor a game you absolutely love but hated uh that actually ended up in the b tier yep that was that's pretty accurate yeah because it was a fantastic game but it does have its flaws and then uh we did lion king and lion king uh I think you put that as an S tier, if I remember. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Lion King ended up in the E tier right alongside Ren and Stimpy here. Yeah. Um, you didn't like that game, and I couldn't find anything to defend it to make it any higher. So it's an E tier game. It's it's beautiful, but they farted it up. Yeah. And then, of course, like... South Park was our first S tier game. 
Yes. Yes. South Park is an S tier. I would say going back to Lion King, like Lion King is like that really pretty, pretty lady that is just really mean. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a guy back in the dating pool. Lady, single... <laughs> no one's been mean to me, nor have I been dating. So <laughs> if you want to get a hold of Sam, it's Sam at Sam.com. Oh, if only, if only I had the rights to Sam.com. Oh, never say never. You can pay a couple billion dollars and get it. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure you're rich, right? Ladies. Yeah. Not. Well, maybe if this glamo <laughs> money comes through. <laughs> I, we tried to cash the check, but it bounced for the sponsorship oh. from Blamo. So. Oh, exactly. Blamo just had ran out of money like 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, so, so that's, that's pretty much it for, for Ren and Stimpy. What are we, we're, what are we talking about next, Brian? Well, I, uh, I convinced you to play Battletoads because you know what? Uh, you thought Lion King was hard. Well, Battletoads. Yeah. Well, Battletoads. So we'll see if I can get past the speed bikes. Uh, and if not, then, uh, then I guess I'll be watching a playthrough. It's <laughs> <laughs> all it's going to be next week is fuck the fuck the speed bikes. It's all about this playthrough we saw. This guy did friggin' awesome. Yeah, and of course, like the the playthrough that you see is like they go through without getting hit. It's just like fuck off. <laughs> of course, like you just want to hunt the guy down there. Yeah, like, well, you can do it. Hey, right. you, ho- <laughs> you host the show, then you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> all right, there, buddy. Um, yeah. We'll take it easy. We'll we'll catch you next time when we discuss Battletoads.